Oh, why hello there. I didn't see ya. Come on over, sit down. Let's talk about some movies. This week has eight new offerings for you. We have one big budget movie, another offering from DC, and we have three very interesting looking indie movies and some other junk that no one cares about. So why don't you stay tuned, because this is Future Flicks, I'm your host Billiam, and it's the week of August 5th. Let's just jump right into the news, everyone, with a sad story that Lakota Chief David Bald Eagle died at the age of 97. He was in movies like Dances with Wolves. He was the grandson of Chief White Bull, who actually fought in the Battle of Little Bighorn in 1876. Chief David Bald Eagle appeared in over 40 films, was a rodeo cowboy, and was even Errol Flynn's stunt double. So that man had done it all. I'm surprised he wasn't an astronaut, too, or even a famous chef. But it sounds like Chief Bald Eagle lived a full life. Let's move on to Marvel news. Avengers Infinity Wars Part 1 is now just Avengers Infinity Wars. According to Uproxx, Disney says that the two movies are going to be completely different. That is, Infinity Wars Part 1 and 2. So they're no longer going to name them as such. Infinity Wars Part 2 is now just listed as the Untitled Avengers movie. So we'll see where they go with that. In other news, the Teen Choice Awards happened and... What's that? You don't care? Cool, let's move on. Filmmaker Luke... Besson has been found guilty of plagiarizing John Carpenter's 1981 movie Escape from New York. Besson's 2011 movie Lockout starring Guy Pearce had been controversial because of the many parallels between it and Escape from New York. You'd know Besson as the director of The Fifth Element and La Femme Nikita. According to an appeals court in France, the film massively borrowed elements from the earlier movie. But let's move on to the movies coming out this week and my pick. And this week is another easy one because it is Suicide Squad. Dangerous supervillains are recruited, with sarcastic air quotes, to work for a government agency. I'm still kind of iffy about this movie. I think that iffiness is in part due to Batman v Superman, which was not nearly great or as great as the trailers made it out to be. I still thought it was an entertaining film. I still liked it a lot. I still bought it. But it could have been so much better. It was an unfortunate case of trying to cram too much into too little time. So I'm just hoping that this isn't going to be the case with Suicide Squad. Uh, the Joker is going to be very interesting because this is another entirely new take on him. Each person who's played him has had a different version. From Cesar Romero to Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, Mark Hamill, now Jared Leto. I think he's going to do a good job, but there are people who already have their favorite incarnation of the Joker who are going to be very, very judgmental about about him and if it's not if it's too different or it's not what they had in mind they're just going to come down on it hard the question now is that if this is actually the joker 
early speculations had people wondering if this was the Joker or if it was Jason Todd back from the dead going all bat crap crazy. I think it'd be really cool if they did that, but I don't think that's the case. I really don't think that's what they are going to do with this one. I think it is going to be the Joker. I think it is just another incarnation of him. Uh, This is directed and written by David Ayer, the man behind such warm and cuddly movies as Training Day and End of Watch. This stars Will Smith, who is the father of modern poet Jaden Smith, Margot Robbie from Wolf of Wall Street, Viola Davis from The Help, Jai Courtney, A Good Day to Die Hard, Jay Hernandez from Crazy Beautiful, and a name I'm going to butcher, so let me take it slow, Adewale Akino Oye Agbaje, who you would know if you saw Lost, he was Mr. Echo. The cast looks great. Uh, Will Smith has been really hit or miss uh, in, in his later movies, but I, I think he's going to kill it with this one. Margot Robbie, of course, is fantastic. The question now is who the bad guy is going to be. I don't think it's going to be the Joker. Of course, he is is a bad guy, but I don't think the Joker is going to be the bad guy. The Joker is definitely going to play a huge part in Harley Quinn's story, but I don't think that the Joker is the main bad guy. Rumors are that the main bad guy is the Enchantress, but I thought the Enchantress was going to be somehow part of the squad, like was going to be introduced later but it's still too early to tell so we will see on friday my vote see this one in theaters it's going to be entertaining if not actually a good movie next up is the first of the three indie movies that i mentioned earlier five nights in maine thankfully not a five nights at freddy's movie am i right A man loses his wife in a tragic accident, and he travels to Maine to get more answers from his mother-in-law, who is doing battle with her own demons. I just watched the trailer for this one, and it looks really good. It looks like a heavy drama with a touch of mystery, with two amazing actors delivering grade A performances. This stars David Oyelowo, I'm pretty sure I didn't say that right, but there you go. That's the best I got. You know him from Selma or The Butler. Diane, and I was, I'm was i never sure if it's West and they just threw an I in there or if it's Weist. But Diane Weist, you know her from Law and Order. She was a psychiatrist in the early seasons and, then Ed, and also in Edward Scissorhands. And she's been in everything. And also Rosie Perez is in this from movies like White Men Can't Jump. From the looks of it, this is going to be another movie with limited releases. I couldn't find any plans that any of my local theaters are going to grab it, so that's a shame, because this one would be really great to see. It's it's a real shame, actually, that movies like this don't get wider releases. I, I understand why, because theaters want to put more butts in seats, and the way to do that is to get those big blockbusters out there. But movies like this are good too, and I think that it's a crime that so many of them just go unnoticed. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing that we all go see blockbusters, because look, my big pick of the week was the biggest blockbuster of the week. But I think more love should be given to the indie scene. So my vote for this one is remember it, and check it out when you get a chance.
Next up is the second of those three indie films. This one is called Little Men. A young boy moves to a new city and meets a kid that quickly becomes his best friend. Their friendship is put to the test when their parents start a feud over a dress shop lease. This one stars Greg Kinnear from Little Miss Sunshine, Alfred Molina from Spider-Man 2, Talia Balsam from Mad Men, she played Mona Sterling, and Jennifer L. from The King's Speech and Zero Dark Thirty. This one looks even better than the last one, and it has such a weird plot. Something I would have never thought to turn into a story. A battle between a struggling actor who can't pay the bills and the family who runs a dress shop that doesn't want to lose their livelihood. And more than that, their kids, who just happen to be best friends, get caught up in the middle of it. This it looks tragic and sad, yet funny and heartwarming and amazing all at the same time. has another underappreciated actor in it, and that is Greg Kinnear. I don't really think he gets enough love. I remember there was a time where he was really on the rise, and Greg Kinnear's everywhere, and then he just kind of fell off Hollywood's radar. Which is a shame, but he's also done some fantastic indie movies. He's done a lot of good work that, unfortunately, not a lot of people have seen. So you know what you should do? You should check out a Greg Kinnear movie. Alright, so check out Dances with Wolves, because if you remember my news, Chief Bald Eagle died, so check out that one again. Dances with Wolves, always a great movie. Check out a Greg Kinnear movie, too. Let's go Let's go way back there. Let's go to Dear God, the movie where he plays a postal worker, or a, not a, po- a guy who starts working at a post office and is trying to rob them of all this stuff that gets left behind, but ends up accidentally mailing it to someone who is praying to God for help, and so they all think that the God is working through the mail. Sounds ridiculous. It was actually a really good movie. Go find a Greg Kinnear movie and watch it. You know, you'll enjoy it. He does good stuff. But back to the movie at hand, my vote for Little Men, see it. No matter what, see it. It doesn't matter if you wait till it's on DVD, if you wait till it's streaming, if you see it in theaters, if you borrow it from a friend who has it, or however you do it, check it out. It'll be worth it. It is time for our last movie before the break. And this is the first of two straight-to-DVD movies that are coming out. This is called Sniper Ghost Shooter. And I really, I really wish it was about a sniper who killed ghosts, because that would be fantastic. That would be so ridiculous, so terrible, that would be great. A group of snipers are tasked with protecting an oil pipeline. When an enemy sniper attacks their team, they begin to suspect there's a mole in the operation because no one outside the team knew where they were going to be. I learned something today. That this is actually the fifth movie in the prestigious Sniper series. This one has Billy Zane from Titanic and The Phantom and the walk-off scene from Zoolander. It also has Dennis Haysbert from everything. You know, he's that guy who's in those Allstate, who's in all the Allstate commercials. And also has Chad Michael Collins. Apparently he was Dr. Frankenstein on Once Upon a Time. That's a show I really should get back into. It was, it was pretty good. And then I just kind of lost interest, but who knows? Maybe it got better. We'll see. Like I said, this is a straight-to-DVD release. You can already order order it on Amazon for about 15 bucks. 
so don't. Um, it'll probably go down in price really quick. If you even want to see it, who knows? I'm actually surprised this isn't a WWE movie because the WWE did that with Behind Enemy Lines. Remember that was the movie with Gene Hackman and Owen Wilson? And I don't know how many sequels were made before the WWE got it, but they started just throwing wrestlers in their movies. And also the Marine. Uh, The first one, okay, the Marine always had wrestlers in it, but then it just got worse and worse and worse. And it's like, they're going to take lesser and lesser known wrestlers and just throw them in movies and just pump it out. I'm surprised this one isn't one of those movies. The weird thing is, it doesn't look as bad as most straight-to-DVD movies, especially like a bunch of the ones from last week or the week before. This one looks like it, it could be at the very least interesting i don't think i will ever see it i don't think any of you will ever see it but it doesn't look as bad as the other one that's going to be coming up but like i said we have our break so let me get to my vote and pass if you didn't see that coming you should have been paying more attention pass if you ever see it for really cheap and i mean really cheap get it sure why not Worst case scenario, you waste a couple bucks and you donate it to Goodwill and see see if anyone there wants to get it. Let that be their mistake. But my friends, it is time for a break. So let us once again hear from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast, the bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. And we're back with the first movie in the second half, which is Nine Lives. An all-work and no-play type businessman who never spends enough time with his family finds himself trapped in the body of a cat. Wow. I remember movies like these. It was called The 90s. There were a ton of those ridiculous comedies back then, and they all starred the same group of Saturday Night Live people. And there was this comment on, oh god, I believe it was Reddit. I believe the comment was on Reddit where someone says, this movie sounds like that episode of South Park where the boys keep on flying back and forth in planes and they keep on seeing trailers for Rob Schneider movies. I said, well, that looks like one of those Rob Schneider movies. Now, this summer, Rob Schneider is a carrot. If, you, if you've ever seen South Park, hopefully you'll remember that episode because it was really funny. But um, this seems like one of those. This probably means that Kevin Spacey and Jennifer Garner, who are in it, wanted to buy a new house. So they're like, okay, we'll do this. We'll do this stupid movie. But then I'm asking myself, is this really that bad? It's going to be stupid. It's going to be really stupid. But this is the kind of movie that parents go to see with their kids. It's kind of a middle ground. It's a comedy with a kid-friendly plot. But it is fun for the whole family. It's with people the parents recognize. 
It can even have some themes for adults, too, without, you know, being a PG-13 or R movie. It's it's something that's, like I said, fun for the whole family. So there is a place for them, but on my DVD shelf or my collection of movie tickets is not the place for that movie. This stars Kevin Spacey from The Usual Suspects. And a, a quick aside, if you haven't seen The Usual Suspects, you you have to see that. That is a cinema classic. So if you haven't seen this, hang your head in shame and then go remedy that as quick as you can. But let's move on. Jennifer Garner is also in this. She was an alias. And Robbie Amell, who is in the show The Flash, Another inside note, Robbie Amell is a cousin of Stephen Amell. Stephen Amell, of course, is the Green Arrow on the show Arrow. So it looks like uh, the DC TV family is a uh, actually a family business. So there's that. My vote for this one is skip it. Obviously skip it. Unless you just really want to see a movie with a talking cat. Or if you are part of a family unit that wants to go out and see a movie and Maybe, just maybe, Suicide Squad is not that movie. Call me crazy, but I don't think that's going to be the family movie of the week. Something tells me. Let's move on to Assassin X. Wow, that name. Okay, that earlier when I was talking about Sniper Ghost Shooter, and I said that that one didn't look as bad as the other straight-to-DVD release, ladies and gentlemen, Without further ado, I bring you that movie. I cared so little about this movie that I completely ripped the premise from IMDb. So here it goes. Assassin X is a gritty action thriller about an aging assassin who is double-crossed by his employer when he refuses to assassinate a woman he just met. On the run, Steele becomes the next target in this fast-paced battle. Assassin versus Assassin. Until he is surprised by a secret that changes everything he thought he knew. To complicate matters even more, he begins to fall in love with his would-be target. Wow. Right? I'm, right? Isn't that terrible? That just... It, do, it doesn't even sound like whoever wrote this tried. I think that they just, this, I don't, I forgot what company was behind it, but it felt like they just went, you know, let's, uh, we need something to put on the shelves. The shelves are looking pretty barren, so let's, uh, let's make some really crappy action movie. If you want to watch a movie about assassins, you know what you should watch instead? You should watch the movie Assassins. Sylvester Stallone, Antonio Banderas, Julianne Moore. It came out in 1995. It was terrible, but it was great. It's one of those 90s action films that I really think, unfortunately, gave birth to movies like Assassin X because it created this trope of easy money that too many people are following now. Of course, movies like Assassin X, I don't think, are going to make any money. But watch that instead. Uh, Watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Watch the movie Ninja Assassins. It, it, God, it came out in theaters like 10 years ago, 10 something years ago. And it was this really cheesy CG heavy movie about this ninja assassin who 
betrays his clan or something so they send people after him and it was so so fun but assassin x looks like it misses that crucial element it misses that crucial element of fun while assassins the sylvester stallone and Telia banderas movie wasn't fun per se it was it was good for its time it was fine then because movies like that were what was made that was sylvester stallone's heyday Assassin X reeks of the 99-cent bargain bin. I, I feel really bad when I say that because people worked hard on this movie. At, at least I assume they did. Who knows? Maybe a bunch of people decided to get together for a week of shooting to make some janky D-list movie for a few extra bucks before their next gig starts. Maybe that's exactly how it works. Or maybe there are these people in Hollywood who just make these terrible like, D-list movies and it to them it's just a nine to five job who knows but this movie looks like utter garbage the trailer made me cringe hard it's full of really bad lines just really bad lines and tired tropes there's not even a hint of fun in this trailer at all at the very least i could probably put on sniper ghost shooter when i'm working on a blog or cleaning or something this one i would rather watch the baseball scene from twilight the first twilight movie on repeat over and over again because that movie was utter trash but the baseball scene was really good i liked it a lot so i would rather watch that one scene from an awful movie than an entirely new movie that's what i'd rather do this stars martin cove who was crease from the karate kid oliver grunner uh, who seems to be a straight-to-DVD superstar. And you want know good for that guy. Really good for him. I may talk loads of crap about movies, the type of movies he does, but you know what? He's working. Good for him. But let's get back to me taking a gigantic dump all over this movie. It also has Patrick Kilpatrick, which is the best name for anyone ever. Patrick Kilpatrick. Wow. I, I don't know if his parents did that on purpose but you know i like it i like it that's a, that's a that's a good name right there he was in that other movie from the 90s this one with arnold schwarzenegger called eraser arnold schwarzenegger vanessa williams it was it was another classic case of bad cheesy but also fantastic i just watched that movie not too long ago and i still really enjoy it it is silly it is ridiculous, but it's fun. Assassin X doesn't look like it would know fun if it was left alone in Disneyland with full control over the rides. My vote on this is passed. Don't even think about this movie again. Allow this podcast to be the last you ever hear of Assassin X. That is my vote. Stay away. Next up is The Little Prince. A girl lives in a very grown-up world with her mother who only cares about her daughter being prepared for the world instead of having fun. The girl meets her next-door neighbor who introduces her to the world of the Little Prince. This movie was supposed to be released in theaters, I think actually back in April, but was pulled from the release schedule and then was purchased by Netflix. So as of August 5th, this will be available to stream. I don't know if it's actually getting any 
any silver screen time anywhere. Because sometimes that happens. The only screening I know about was a premiere in L.A. that the director went to 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 screen the movie. But other than that, I don't think it's going to be released in theaters at all. I don't know why it was pulled, but I didn't dive too much into it. The thing is, the movie did pretty good in the worldwide box office. It had pretty favorable reviews. The Metacritic D-Bags even gave it a 71, which, you know, for them isn't bad. I'm thinking it wasn't doing well enough overseas, so the studio panicked and sold it to Netflix. This has a lot of people lending their voice, including people like Jeff Bridges, Rachel McAdams, Paul Rudd, Marion Cotillard, James Franco, Benicio Del Toro, Ricky Gervais, and Paul Giamatti. To name a few. My main problem is that they messed with the story. This is a classic story, but the but they decided to add all of this about an overbearing mom and the daughter who needs to learn how to be a kid. No, you don't have to do this. The original story was of a pilot who crashes in the desert and meets a little prince who fell from an asteroid. If you want to tell a story about an overbearing mom and the kid who needs to learn to be a kid, write another movie. Or don't. That story's been told a million times. So here's my vote for this one. Skip it. If you want a cute animated movie, there's a million others to watch. What you should do if you want to see the story of the little prince is maybe watch the movie from the 1970s with Gene Wilder. There was an animated movie I remember as a kid, but my 10 minutes of Google Foo have been fruitless, but but I know it's out there somewhere. So skip this movie. And then ladies and gentlemen, I have the last movie for this week, and it's called Front Cover. A gay fashion stylist is forced to work with a gay-hating foreign actor. The two hit it off in more ways than the young fashion stylist ever thought. A picture of the two out together surfaces and threatens to ruin the actor's career, making them both choose between love and work. I wanted to end with this one because it looks amazing, and I want more and more want to end the podcasts on a positive note, just so it's not this, this downward spiral from good to bad. This looks like it's going to be a great, heartwarming, romantic dramedy. The two leads are Asians, which really doesn't happen a lot. Uh, Jake Choi and James Chen, you just don't see a lot of American movies with Asians as the stars. And I really think that's something that all of those hashtag Oscars so white people forgot to bring up. That's one of the things that made me angry about the people who called the Oscars racist. More black people in the Oscars. That's great. That is fantastic. I support that. But what about the Asians? What about the Latin American people, huh? Where's your outrage for them? But don't let me get on a rant. That is for another time if I ever talk about that on the podcast. So in the end, this looks like a really fun movie, something I'd really like to see and I think a lot of people should see, but it doesn't look like the type of movie that needs to be seen in theaters. Of course, movies are almost always better in theaters, just the big screen and the sound. I don't think this is one of those that you really have to make sure you go to see. If you have the opportunity to see it, by all means, see it. I, I think it deserve, it's worthy of it. However, I think it will also be fine on a small screen from the comfort of your couch. So that is my vote for this movie. And with that, my dear loyal listeners, I will call it a night. I am right at about the 30-minute mark. It might be substantially shorter when it actually comes out, but we'll see. Uh, I'm definitely better than last week, which was well into the 40s. 
But you know what? Sometimes it varies depending on how many movies are coming out and how much I have to say about them. As always, thank you very much for listening. Please tune in again next week. Don't forget to hit that like button. Don't forget to pretty please subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. If you're listening to this on iTunes or some podcast listening device, I would really love a really nice review. Please leave comments if you have any any comments or questions. Drop me a line at billiamreviews at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter, billiamswn. Also, please remember to like the Somewhat Nerdy Facebook page. And more than that, please listen to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio. As I've said before, and I've said again, and I will always say, it is a fantastic podcast. It is hilarious and something I would listen to even if I didn't work with these people. So it is time for me to sign off. So my friends, have a great week. Stay safe. And remember, no matter what you do this week, make time to catch a flick. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy. Signing off.